Good morning and welcome to First United Methodist Church. We are so glad that you joined us today. I'm Teresa Holt. There are some announcements I would like to call to your attention today. First, we have um, our Ash Wednesday service. It will be this Wednesday, the 17th. It will be live stream at 6 o'clock. We would love for you to join us for that service with the imposition of the ashes and the start of our Lenten season. Also, this next Sunday will be our first Sunday in Lent, and we have a lot of opportunities for you to join and study. Our children will be having their um, family service, which will be at 1015 for every Sunday during Lent. It will be 15 minutes of fun, and we'll be sharing about the disciples that we'll also be uh, covering in our worship services. We also have our youth who will be having an online Sunday school and more information will be coming about that. The children's information is on the website and you can sign up there. And our adults will have three opportunities to study Peter and we will have those studies listed on the website under our adults and on the front page it says small groups, you can link it there. We'll have one on Monday morning, one on Wednesday evening, and one on Sunday morning at 8.30. So please check those out. It's our Children's Sunday, and we have our confirmation class that is leading us as liturgists in this worship service. And we started off first with Kate, who will be leading our opening prayer. Dear God, we come before you today to worship, show our gratitude, and rejoice in love and blessings you pour upon our lives. We ask you to bless this worship service so that we share the true meaning of Valentine's Day by spreading love, peace, and joy through our words and actions. Please help us share your grace and unconditional love with everyone we meet. In your name, amen. Amen. Good morning, friends. I invite you to join me in singing our opening hymn this morning, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. Immortal, invisible, God only wise, enlightened, accessible, hid from our eyes, most blessed and most glorious, the ancient of days, almighty, victorious, thy great name we praise. To all life thou givest, to both great and small, in all life thou livest, the true life of all. We blossom and flourish as leaves on the tree, and wither and perish, but not change Thou reignest in glory, thou dwellest in light. Thine angels adore thee, availing their sight. Oh Lord, we would render, or oh, help us to see. This only the splendor of light hideth thee. Emma will now lead us. And our affirmation of faith. Please join me in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. 
Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, at the sith at the right hand of God, Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and one life everlasting. Amen. Please join me in the affirmation of We come now to the sharing of our joys and concerns. There are many that we are aware of, both in our congregation and in our community, who need our prayers, particularly during this very cold season, we lift up the homeless and those who are hungry. Many of those are in our gym today seeking warmth, and for that we rejoice that they have a place. Let us turn our thoughts to the presence of God in our midst. In the snow and dark of winter, there's a spring that waits to be, unrevealed until its promise, something God alone can see. God, we give thanks today that there is such a bigger picture that you have us all in your hands. Sometimes in the midst of our darkness, we can't see the hope and the promise. But then your joy burst forth in the most unexpected places. A smile, a warm place, an opportunity to share with another. God, your glory is all around us. We need to see it. So we ask today that you open our eyes. Bring us out of the dark. Show us the opportunities the love, the grace, the magnificent presence of you all around us. For we know that there is joy, unspeakable joy. We just need to see it and hear it and speak it. We ask this week, that we look for those opportunities 
see your glory and joy shining all around us. Where there is darkness, let us bring light. Show us the ways we can be that light to others who are stuck in their darkness. We ask this prayer today in the name of Jesus, who stood transfigured in all his glory and who brings joy then and now. We pray the prayer he taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now Gary is going to lead us in our scripture. Today's scripture, scripture reading comes from the book of Mark, Mark chapter, chapter 9, verses 2 through 9. If you have, if you your, have Bible, your Bible, you're invited to read along. Six, Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and brought them to the top of a very high mountain where they were alone. He was transformed in front of them, and his clothes were amazingly bright, brighter than if they had been bleached white. Elijah and Moses appeared and were talking with Jesus. Peter reacted to all of this by saying, Jesus, Rabbi, it's good that we're here. Let's make three shrines, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't know how to respond, for the three of them were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice spoke from the cloud. This is my son, my dearly love. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with it except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them not to tell anyone what they had seen until after the human one had risen from the dead. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today's scripture for our children and those who are young at heart, we ask that you gather around. Meredith Schweitzer is leading our children's message today. Boys and girls, it's Meredith. Gosh, I sure miss seeing you guys. It's been so long, but I'm glad we can be together today. Did you know today is Valentine's Day? And Valentine's Day is the day out of the year that we show our family and our friends how much we love them. But did you know that we can do that every day of the year? And in fact, we can show God our love every single day of the year, not just on Valentine's Day. But what does it mean to show God love? Sometimes if you hear that, you might be confused because like our friends and family, you don't see God and you don't necessarily touch God like you do your parents or your friends. But, but we definitely feel God and we feel God's love. Well, how is it that we can show God love? You know, God sent his son, Jesus, to show us what it means to love. And so, 
Miss Michelle sent us in our packets this week our building blocks and we're going to use our building blocks today to demonstrate how it is that we can show God love. So if you'll get your building blocks that came in your little packet and what I did is I took the small building blocks that don't have labels on them and this is going to form the basis of our cross and we're using the cross because it's a reminder of how Jesus died on the cross for us and that was the ultimate act of love and kindness that God could show us. You know, the first way that we love God and build a relationship with God is through the Gospels. So find your building block that says Gospels. It'll start with a G. It may be different colors, but it will say Gospels on it. And that's going to form one of the crosses on our uh, one of the sides of our cross. You know, the Gospels are full of different ways that God, that Jesus showed acts of kindness. And we can also show acts of kindness through our service. So the second building block that you'll use is the building block that says serve on it. Again, yours may be a different color, but look for the one that says serve. And Jesus taught us that loving other people and loving God we can do that through service, whether it's the smallest act of kindness, such as showing someone a smile to brighten their day when they've had a rough day, to big acts of kindness, like helping to feed those who don't have food or helping uh, those who are less fortunate than us. We also learn to build a relationship with God by praying and listening. So I'm adding those two blocks to my cross as well. When we pray to God and we listen for the calm that comes from praying to God, that is a way of us communicating with God and showing Him that we trust in Him and that we love Him. And then finally, worship. That's the last building block that we'll add to our cross. When we come together to worship with our friends and family on Sunday, that is a way of us communicating with God it's a way of us feeling his love through others and with others. And as we say the Lord's Prayer, as we sing the songs that we sing, and we commune with our friends and family, we are connecting with God and building a relationship with him, and we're showing him that we love him. I want you to talk to your parents or an older sibling or a friend and ask them, how do they show God love? They may say that they feel God's love and they show God's love through receiving communion or by being in nature, taking a walk in nature, or various acts of kindness or acts of service that they take in their daily lives. And use the remainder of your blocks to write those things on the remainder of your cross. And use this as a reminder of how you can build a relationship with God and show Him love. So let's take a minute and say a prayer. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, God of love, thank you so much for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to show us what it means to love one another and what it means to love you. Thank you for the guidance that you've given us in how we can serve you, listen to you, pray to you, 
worship to you. And in all these ways, we are building a relationship with you and growing closer with you. Let us remember that not just today on Valentine's Day, we can show you love, but we can do that every day of the year. In your name we pray. Amen. I hope you all stay warm, and I hope you enjoy the snow if we get snow over the next few days. I look forward to seeing you all in person. Happy Sunday. Thank you, Meredith, for those beautiful words and that beautiful children's sermon. I'm J.J. Galloway, the senior pastor here at First United Methodist Church, and I'm so glad that you are joining us this morning as we come to our time of giving, of giving our tithes and our offerings and our gifts to God. I want to remind you that the ministries here, the, the, our outreach ministries, continue at First United Methodist Church. One of the most beautiful ministries that we have at this moment, and we have many, but just to spotlight one, is our blessing box. We have a new box uh, with doors and shelves outside uh, on the entrance to, beside our entrance on Pratt Street. And inside that box, we, and we are, and we are inviting you also to participate in placing non-perishable food items and other things, maybe gloves or scarves, for our friends and our neighbors who walk by every single day. And some of our friends and some of our neighbors uh, do not have a place to stay or it is not comfortable and they do not have enough food or any food, of course, to sustain them. And so we invite you to to place in that box some non-perishable food items. Please do not place liquids right now during these freezing temperatures. But I want to let you know that our staff and pastors have decided during this season of Lent that we would add a spiritual discipline to our lives, and that is by adopting the blessing box. And we will try during those uh, weeks of Lent to put as much food and items as we possibly can, but we know the need is great. And so we invite you now during the season of Lent and afterwards to do the same. Uh, maybe a group would love to get together, maybe a same school class, maybe some of our youth or our children or our parents, whomever. If you would like to come together and do the same, then we invite you as well to uh, be the hands of Christ to those who are so, um, so hungry, not only for food, but for God's nourishment as well. Will you join me this morning as we pray together? God, thank you for all your blessings in our life. And today we thank you for our blessing box. There are many times it is empty, God. And we pray that today and in the days to come that you would move hearts to fill, hearts to fill those shelves with love in the form of food and items that those who have so little can be filled as well. We thank you for all the good gifts that you have given us, especially the gift of your son Jesus. And as we give back to you now in the days to come with our tithes and our offerings, may they be blessed. And may you multiply them 
to the building up of your kingdom upon this earth through your church. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Day. Who would have thought that Valentine's Day and Transfiguration Sunday would fall on the same day? We all know 
what Valentine's Day is, we all love to receive things on Valentine's Day. We all love to tell someone else that we love them, no matter who they are. And we should do that, not just on Valentine's Day, but every single day. Valentine's Day is about giving. Giving love to those we know and giving love to those that we do not know. And so Transfiguration Sunday, my friends, is about the same thing. God giving love to us through Jesus Christ, his son, and proclaiming that love high on a mountain a long, long time ago. But love never ends, and love never fails us. And you might say that God is our ultimate valentine. Now, I love Valentine's Day, but I want to let you know that it almost snuck up on me this year. I had a lot of stuff going on in the church and, and in my life, and this weekend after our return uh, back here after taking mom home so we could check out the house and make sure it was all taken care of and things were in the best possible shape it could, getting ready for the temperatures, I decided to go to the grocery store yesterday afternoon late. Well, I knew that there'd be a lot of people there because it is the day before the snow was coming. But what I forgot is that there would also be, be people there getting valentines for their special someone. And as I parked in the parking lot and I walked up to the, to the front door, I saw all of these guys coming out of the store. And they were holding these beautiful flower arrangements and some were holding balloons and, and candy hearts. And, and I started to smile because I thought, oh, this is what I like to see. And as I watched those guys, some of them were holding their balloons and their flowers, kind of trying to hide them a little bit and kind of looking sheepish like, oh, this is embarrassing. Let me get to the car as quick as I can. And then there were others who were holding those flower arrangements up high, like, look at me, look at what I did, have done. I can't wait to get back home and give this to my loved one. It was indeed a wonderful feeling. And as I walked into the door, I realized the joy that I was feeling, that I wasn't speaking it, but I was feeling it down in my heart. And then as I went in the store and I made my way to the florist part because I remembered I need to get my mom some flowers for Valentine's Day. And I was looking through all of the arrangements and there still was a lot of stuff to look for. A nice lady, a clerk, came to offer to help me. And I told her what I was looking for and she was pointing out various arrangements. And after a little while, I looked over on a shelf and some people had taken some some arrangements, so it was emptying, and there was this big, beautiful rosebud that had fallen off of a, a bouquet. And I said, oh, ma'am, there's a rosebud. I mean, you may need that to use it. And she says, oh, my. And she picked it up, and I was turning around to look at something else, and she goes, wait. And when I turned around, 
she handed that rosebud to me and she said, I think you need this. I said, really? And she said, take it home with you. I know what you are doing and I want you to be, uh, to be blessed as well. And my friends, that was joy. That a total stranger had thought about me to share love, to share an act of kindness, and I was feeling at that moment unspeakable joy. As we look at our text today, we look at the what is going on in that text. And some of us have, have read this text so many times in our lives. Some of us were little growing up in the church, and we learned about this transfiguration event of Jesus when we were in Sunday school or maybe vacation Bible school, and maybe as we got older, we ran across it and we studied it in a Bible study, and we most certainly probably have heard more than one preacher <laughs> preach on this text in our lifetimes. But we think, what does it really mean? Here on this mountaintop, Jesus took these three disciples, Peter, James, and John, and we think, why them? Well, possibly because they would be pillars of the church later, pillars of the movement that was called the way after Jesus uh, ascended back into heaven. And they would be leaders in the faith. And they needed to be witnesses of the moment that was to come. So he took them up there, and before long, they looked around, and Jesus was suddenly glowing. He was surrounded, bathed in this bright light where his clothes actually turned whiter than snow, they said. And he wasn't alone. He was standing there in the presence of Elijah, the great prophet of the Hebrew uh, scriptures, the Hebrew Bible, as we say, the one who had prophesied about the coming of the Messiah. And beside him was Moses, the great man who had led the Hebrew children out of slavery, out of Egypt, hundreds of years before, and to whom God had given the law, the way of life of how the Hebrew children and then later the nation of Israel would worship and how they would live together as a nation, as a people of God. Those were the two superheroes of the Jewish faith. And they were talking with Jesus. And can you imagine Peter and James and John, what they must have thought? Their mouths must have flown open. Their eyes must have looked like saucers. What is going on? And they had to have realized that this was truly holy ground and the divine was there. We know that because the scriptures say that they were terrified. That's what happens when the divine appears throughout scriptures. Remember, angels, when they first appear, will say, fear not. 
don't be afraid. And so Peter, God bless his heart. (laughs) Peter, who could not keep silent, opened his mouth and said, Oh, Jesus, how wonderful this is to be here and to see you talking with Elijah and Moses. Uh, Please stay. Please tell them to stay and we'll build them shrines, as Gary read to us. Or another translation might say dwelling places. You see, Peter and possibly James and John wanted those great men of faith to stay there. They wanted to keep them there. They wanted to bring the holy there and make it small. But that couldn't happen. And all of a sudden, the cloud comes over them and the presence of God is in that cloud and God's voice rings out for humanity to hear, claiming Jesus as his son, his beloved son, son he loves with everything, proclaiming love. And he says, listen to him. And then in the blink of an eye, it was over. Elijah and Moses were gone. Jesus appeared normal again. And what do they do? Jesus tells them as they come down off of that mountaintop experience to not speak a word about this. Not now. But there would have come a time when they would. After Jesus would go on, after he was lifted up, as he said, meaning after he died and was glorified and then was resurrected and then ascended back into heaven to be with God. And when the Holy Spirit would come and dwell in them and help them to understand, then they would be ready. But now they were eyewitnesses. And later they could tell the world. But right now, they experienced unspeakable joy. The love that... God spoke on that mountaintop that love brings joy to us all. Whether it be in a kind act, whether it be in a proclamation, this is my son that I love. Whether it be in giving up that son so that he can die, he can give himself up for us. No greater love has ever existed than Jesus Christ, the love of God in flesh. But we are loved, just as God loved Jesus and loves Jesus today. God loves us too, my friends. And that Transfiguration Sunday was the exclamation point, you might say. 
but we feel it every single day. We don't need one day of the year, a Valentine's Day, to speak that love, to show that love. It can be every day, every moment, to every one. A few years ago, I heard a song for the first time. Beautiful song, sung by a favorite group of mine. It was in three or four part harmony. And I was just transfixed by the beauty, not only of the melody, but the words. And so a little bit later, I thought, I need to use this in a sermon sometime, or I need to share this with others. And I read, I researched about the song. And what I found was a compelling story. A man back in the early 1900s wanted to write a song about the love of God. And he wrote two stanzas, but back then they didn't think it was a song unless you had the third one. So he was trying to figure out where to get that third stanza, and he remembered this poem that he had come across a while back, and he, it was written on a card, and he had used that as a bookmark, perhaps in his Bible, and he went to that card, and he took it out, and he read the poem again, and at the bottom, he noticed for the first time in italics an explanation about that poem. What that explanation told him was that over 200 years before, those words had been found written on the wall in a prison. The person who was incarcerated had died. And as the jailers came to take away his body, and then they prepared to clean his cell, they looked up and saw all this scribbling on the wall. And they were getting a paint ready to paint over, and all of a sudden that one jailer said, Stop. Read this. And as they read it, he took a pen and a paper, and he scribbled down these words, and thank God he did. Because the words remain today. The name of the song, and this man found his third stanza, the name of the song is The Love of God. And that stanza reads, Could we, with ink the oceans fill, and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. This is the love of God. This is the love that is worthy to be praised every single day. Such love is larger than all the hearts beating in the world. Such love fills us with joy that sometimes we can't even speak 
we can just experience. But on other times, when it is time, my friends, that unspeakable joy does become speakable, and we are to share that love with those who desperately need it. What a wonderful way to experience Valentine's Day. Thanks be to God. Amen. As we prepare to sing our final hymn this morning, I would invite you, if the love of God is speaking to you, is pulling you or pushing you, don't ignore it. It is God calling you. God calling you to love. God calling you to make this world a much, much better place. It is a good day to answer God's call. It is a very good day to say, Come, Lord Jesus, into my heart. Fill me. Transform me. Let me be your instrument of love for this world. And it's a good day to join in membership with this congregation, no matter where you are, whether you're in Hot Springs or whether you're in Peru. We would love to receive you into this church family. Just call the church office, ask to speak to one of the pastors, and we will be glad and privileged to share the love of God with you. Now, as we prepare to sing, open our hearts, Lord, to hear you. And after the song, the benediction will be given to us by one of our compromands, Ellie. Thanks be to God. Friends, I invite you to join me in singing our final hymn today, Christ is the World's Light. And none other born in our darkness, he became our brother. If we have seen him, we have seen the Father. Glory to God on high. Christ is the Christ and another, no one can serve him and despise another, or else unite us, one in God the Father. 
Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 